South Africa has broken the hearts of England. New Zealand has walked through against Argentina. It's time for the most in-depth analysis you can get anywhere in the world right now, hopefully because we're the first podcast up. It's time for the Banter Lads. Rugby and mental health chat from the Super Sport Dope Show. <laughs> Just a few hours after South Africa beats England by, was it one point? One in the point, end? yeah, one mm. solitary my, point. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by um, All Blacks fan Sanjay Patel. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. And <laughs> and uh, <laughs> England fan Matthew Cook. What's up, Matt? Yep. How are you going? Ah. <sighs> Bad. That was tough, eh? That was real tough. To be leading for so long and then to concede at the end in the manner that they did. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Also to the same team as the last World Cup. Um, it's always South Africa. 2007 as well. It's always South Africa. They're cheeky buggers. And just in the time I've known you, the time of following English sport, it seems like you've had a terrible run of so close, whether it be the football yeah. team making the quarterfinals, the semifinals, the women's football team making the finals, the women's rugby team making the finals, <laughs> the men's rugby team making the finals, and now the re- men's rugby team being literally five minutes away from making the finals, the dream finals for this podcast. Yeah. And it was so cruelly taken away. Uh, hope is hope is a poison chalice, eh? Because, like, if I was an Argentinian supporter, getting smashed by the All Blacks, you kind of go, oh, well, whatever. We weren't close. But the fact that England played... You know, I mean, the conditions were perfect for the way that England wanted to play. Yeah. And they played exceptionally well. Um, until, basically, it was just the difference between the benches, I think is the thing that um, edged South Africa to the win. Yeah, it was it was the finest of margins. You're right, the weather played a huge factor. Um, it was perfect. But you have to say, England, no one gave them a chance. I picked them to lose by 30, especially after what New Zealand did to yeah. Argentina. I mean, and I was have... quietly confident. Um, but uh, I just, I, I ended up getting on the bandwagon and like I committed myself watching the game. I was deep into, holy shit, we're going to do it. I was like humming, swing low. Yeah. Uh, it always gets me. Sport always fucks me up. I always yeah. try and stay on the edge of um, nonchalance. Like I just kind of don't really want to get invested because it stings me every time. And I yeah. fell for it again. Mm. So I just um, thought, even though they were in control of the match by the 60th minute, I remember from the quarterfinal against Fiji they were up 14 points then as well yeah because they were only up nine points and I thought yep. South Africa is probably a better team than Fiji yeah and if Fiji can come back 14 points then there's a possibility that uh South Africa could come back yeah and yeah I mean I still thought England should have won but still yeah. I always knew there was the possibility that South Africa the, would yeah come I mean back you could win that match you can break it down like there's so many 
single moments that lost England that game. Um, you had the uh, the line out five mm. meters from the South Africa try line, and we had a wayward line out. Like, mm. and then you had um, the scrum as well. There was the same position. Oh yeah, the fucking scrum though. Like, we'll come back to that because that was. I don't know. I don't know scrummage rules. No uh, one does too the much. Doesn't know. But there was a couple of like things that didn't. That were like, I don't know. There were there were things that the ref was saying that I swear South Africa had done as well, but weren't called. But hey, South Africa get the benefit of the doubt because their scrum is amazing. So a lot of their calls, a lot of like scrummaging is, it's fucking. It's, it's like a black hole. Like you put yeah. your hand in the bag and you just pull a decision out. And I yeah. think because South Africa have the best scrum in the world, they kind of they gain a little bit of that favoritism, which is fine. Like I understand that. But that's rugby in general, isn't it? Like you you could say the same thing about the breakdown. You could say the same thing about lineouts. One of England's best attacking positions, they had a lineout maybe 10, 15 meters out and got done for not throwing straight. And I mean, yeah. that hasn't been called all World Cup. Like when was uh, it was pretty. Season? It was pretty not straight. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. it was. Yeah, I think Go it was on, a toe jay. Had to like reach yeah, up in the way was... he reached back towards you know England. Yeah, okay. Okay. And, okay. and the um, hooker at the time, he also put his hand up and goes, "Yeah, my bad." But the, I think the one after that, he threw and it just slipped out of his hand and just went fucking straight to South Africa. Like yeah. went to their halfback or something. It shows how slippery the ball was as well because, um, like a str- you'd have to say South Africa's wingers were an absolute disgrace the way they struggled to handle the ball. But then yeah. in the second half, where you watched like those subs come on who were supposed to steady the ship. And they also, it was one of those uh, older backs who just tried to throw a pass. They had advantage anyway. No, he just went straight the, out of his yeah, hand in the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, heartbreaking. The um, Freddie Stewart, unbelievable game under the high ball, kick and chase, unbelievable hands. But I would argue that it was possibly his miskick of the you know up and under that fell way short that gave South Africa the chance to basically South Africa regain possession with territory, which England had done well to deny them for so long of the game. Yeah. And it was from that moment they score the try and then they get the penalty and they just see the game out. And it's, yeah, it's, there's so many just little small moments that cost England after 60 minutes of being in the lead. And it's so heartbreaking, I think is the word. Here's a um here's his I mean you don't want to get a scapegoat but if you do want to get a scapegoat here's the uh, top comment from uh, the Reddit post match thread worst individual performance I've seen from any player who was a Vonipola blood replacement knock on three points <laughs> yeah subbed on completely miss a man from a mall seven points knock on in the game name that player Billy Billy Vonipola yeah uh, when he when he came on for the blood bin I was like oh fuck. Here we go. And his first touch, he knocks it on. I'm like, please, can can the medics sort that blood out? Because we can't survive with Billy on the field. And yeah, yeah, it's unfair to have have to pick out one player. But I don't know. English fans have been talking about him for a while that he doesn't deserve to be there. Or like, you know, he's just yeah. not as good as he's he needs to be. He's a mean player. He's like, yeah. he's like New Zealand might have a couple of those as well. But um, the uh, when a game's that close, it is fun to target individual performances and go what if. Yeah. Um, Snickler or whatever. It, okay, for a start, England. What sort of fucking name is Snickler? Oh, is Snickler. it Sinkler? 
Sinclair. He yeah. comes on and gives away three str- scrum penalties from four scrums. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I think South Africa at that point had, um, what's his name? Ox. Or how do you say his name? His last name? Unche or something. Yeah. Che uh, or something. Yeah. Unbelievable player. Like, the, the difference is South Africa have squad depth. And they started tapping into that squad depth in the 30th minute when they took off um, <laughs> Lebok. A 30-minute mm. sub. Mm. How that rude way. Because, like, Lebok, he dropped the ball. Um, yeah. And immediately got subbed off. And then I think not too long after, the the number fifteen made a mistake, subbed off instantly. Yeah, like it's was brutal. With like the um, after half time, they didn't replace him at half time, but they replace him every minute after half time. Yeah, give, like at, at, at forty two minutes. So yeah. he played two minutes, and they they're yeah. like, let's see what he's like out there. And he's like, they saw like three positions, and they're like, he's terrible. Let's get him out. Yeah, and then the, another um, player like forty third and forty fourth minute. <laughs> they're, they're, they're bloody good though. The coaching of South Africa is top notch because making those decisions is hella risky, but they came off. So mm. the hero from last week, Eben Epsavef, whatever is how you say his name, yeah. he was he got subbed off and everyone's like, why are you taking off the best player? His replacement came on and scored the try. Yeah. Like, who are these South African coaches? That Razi Rasmus is he's a crazy genius. Oi, oi, can you not give South Africa coaches or South Africa any credit? They were terrible. They when? were supposed to beat England by at least 15 points by any every major no. expert and bookies predictions. And for them to go out there and struggle that much against those shitheads from England, no. that game, I'm going to say right now, was a disgrace to rugby and a disgrace <laughs> to sport. At, I don't think you understand rugby, guys. Half time, at halftime, they had both teams had 60 metres gained. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Argentina, who was the losing side, had over 200 metre at halftime, and they were getting hammered. <laughs> different type of game guy. I yeah, think, it, was um, it was Aussie rules. It's a bit naive, yeah. So, so, Matt, I will, I will absolutely, absolutely forgive England. They were the huge underdogs. No one backed them. Everyone knows they were going to try to house a victory, England. What would you say? Yeah, I, I said I backed them. I had them to yeah. win by four points. You did, you did. But you're, you're a well-known mental person. All right. <laughs> They, no one gave them a chance, so you have to do dirty tactics. That's what you talked about, Matt. It was the it was the narrative coefficient. They didn't even look like scoring one try in an entire Rugby World Cup semi final, mm-hmm. and they almost won the game. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. amazing. That mm-hmm. is, they played it to perfection and well done. They played yeah. to their strengths, which were very few, but they targeted South Africa's weaknesses. Just like I said, South Africa cannot um, run the ball. They have no backline plus the wet conditions. South Africa didn't have anything. Their only backline move is um, crossfield kick, first five to winger. Besides that, they don't go through the hands. It almost of... worked as well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> they might they they might as well not have a 12 and 13. They might as well just yeah. put them in the forwards as I'm well. Not, I, th- I think you're being a little bit naive. Like The conditions dictate the way that teams have to play. And it yeah. was horrific out there. Yeah. Both teams knew that, hey, it's raining. This ball that um, is it Adidas have made is horrific. It has not been wet weather tested at all. Um, people drop it, like the best players in the world are dropping this ball when it's wet. We saw that in France, New Zealand in the first game with a bit of humidity. Slippery as fuck. Yeah. And then in this game, in torrential rain, both teams are like, hey, it's better if we kick. And England just slightly, were slightly better at that for 60 minutes. And then scrum time, game over. It was an absolute uh, disaster of time-wasting, tactical subs, 
kick and defend. Oh, tell me about the, um, the fucking water people coming on. Sakura yeah. are the masters <laughs> of the dark arts, I swear. They're really good at game management. England, no, England was just as bad, man. You guys had fucking three guys on there as well. And they weren't even water people. They were coaches. They just they have a coach, but they just put a bucket hat on them and they're yeah. like, send them out there to do water. Yeah. Oh, it made me think the rules of rugby are fundamentally broken. And yeah. as I said, England gets a pass. England, you're allowed to play like that. Just waste time, collapse scrums, uh, just wait for a penalty, kick the penalty. And, and, and just for a casual fan... That was an absolute atrocity of airy fairy bullshit. Where both teams were just pushing the ref to his limits. The 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 ref was such a key player in the game, and th- thank God he got out alive and unscathed because both teams were just like, "Hey, we'll let we'll we'll just throw yeah. out a fifty fifty scrum or a, a a breakdown and make you make the decision." And it was a Kiwi ref, and I was I was really Ben O'Keefe. I was really rooting for him because I was like, "Holy fuck!" Even yeah. at the end there, there's where- been a lot of questions about Bok. He um, people don't think he is good enough for the big games. That's the general yeah. vibe. I mean, most of the, I think all of the Northern Hemisphere don't think so because of the, the games he's refed. Matt, you, you say you say you hate stats and they ruin sports. Well, yeah. I, I reckon both England and South Africa just look at the stats and they go, it's way better to defend than it is to attack. It's way better to put the high ball up and take a 50-50 yeah. chance. And like they were both just playing four referee whistles. Like Literally, South Africa won the game on scrum penalties yeah they just set a scrum get a penalty kick down set a scrum get a penalty kick down yeah and that is just not a way that sports should be played like that is in my mind the lowest of low and i'm fine for england to do it but south <laughs> africa i'm disappointed i expected more from you scrape yeah, through i don't know if, if that's your strength then use it like if the, the rules have been set and then just play the best you can to the best of your ability so i can't i understand that as a, a kiwi fan you're a big fan of running rugby, but winning is what counts in World Cups. No one cares yeah. how you did it, you know. Yeah, I um, I I will I will say that I did really enjoy it. I'm just saying for a casual fan or for anyone watching for the first time, yeah, it was like it was dire. But for a fan who knows the story, who knows Razzie, who knows England, who knows Ford is coming on, they only brought him on with three minutes to go. That was disappointing, wasn't it? Oh, it was so like my co- my narrative coefficient, like it was happening. My yeah. dream was that Ford oh. comes on and then you've got two oh. players that can do droppies, but England just couldn't get over that 50 meter line. And like, that's kind of any closer than 50 meters is yeah. drop goal territory. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't do it in that last play. We have learned, oh. a, we've learned a valuable lesson this world cup. You cannot win a game with your ball around your halfway, just passing and hitting up. You have to do something. You have to, you have to try and score a try. You have to set up some sort mm. of move or you have to, mm. I don't know, try and get a rolling more. You remember the, the good old days where you'd like pass to yeah. the first receiver, would be a prop and he'd like turn his back straight away and you try think, and more? Um, I feel There's like the, the rules at the moment are possibly harsher on the attacking team because we've seen yeah. that. We've seen South Africa give up position at the end yeah. of the game yeah. it, knowing that the other team needs, to, needs one more score, but they're yeah. happy to give up the position because I think they know, and Razzy Rasmus knows, the genius that he is, he knows that attacking teams are more likely to concede a penalty. Yeah. Don't call Razzy a genius. He he should have done more with that game there. I mean, he, he's, they're in the final. Like It doesn't yeah. matter how you get there. Mm. Yeah, but okay, okay. Well, Fozzie's in the final. Is he a genius? At, at the moment, yeah. No, no. <laughs> uh, Sanjay, what do you think of, um, what, what, what do you think of uh, that game? Yeah, like I said before... Uh, 
it was a Rugby World Cup semi-final, but it was more importantly the Australian Rules Football World Cup final because I think that was the most, you know, up and unders I've seen in a rugby game. Yeah. Um, and it was weird how South Africa kept doing the up and unders because England were basically catching it most of the time and they're still yeah. persisting with that um, technique. Stewart was, was unplayable today under the high ball. And I know it worked for England more when they did the up and unders. The, um, like you're saying, South African wingers were dropping the ball, so it worked for them. But, yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite sure. At 65 minutes, it. you thought England was organising a masterpiece. And as a New Zealand mm-hmm. fan, Matt, I was rubbing my hands because I was like, man, New Zealand's going to fuck these guys up. And drop I hate that. Yeah, I, I'm almost... That's the um, the silver lining, like yeah, you don't um, see yeah. All the fucking All Blacks fans um, that were on Reddit and that I was talking to during the game were just saying, "Oh yes, I can't wait." Um, New Zealand versus England, um, yeah, licking their lips and shit. I'm like, oh, "Fuck off, yeah, you cunts." And no, but no, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: if England had got to the final, you could have said that they could, if they can beat South Africa like that, they could beat New Zealand like that as well. Like it's not, it's yeah, not impossible. For sure. But England yeah. played England played so well and it was just to only score three points in the second half, it was like what happened to that? I mean, I guess eventually uh Savrega started kicking better and catching better. And that was yeah, what the subs they were, couldn't yeah, get the field It was it was the subs. I think that was the only difference. As soon as South Africa um got ascendancy in the scrum, it was game over. Like you yeah. can't basically you need a decent scrum to win rugby at the moment, especially yeah. in that last twenty when it's so important to pick up points and South Africa just, uh, they did it. And I'll, I'll say that New Zealand must be super heavy favorites now to win the world cup. Cause I think another thing that played into England's performance was how tired South Africa looked okay. like they just did not start with the same energy that they started against with. I mean, the France South Africa game was crazy. Like how much energy they expelled in those 40 minutes. And I yeah. th- think it looked like South Africa were quite tired uh, in the, 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 I don't know, at least in the first half and I yeah. think after two hard games South Africa are going to be knackered and New Zealand will come with a lot of running running rugby and a lot of energy and I think New Zealand should comfortably win the final. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, before this game if you'd asked me to pick, I would say New Zealand and South Africa coin flip, especially you've got to remember the recent history their most recent matchup and the, mm. the legendary Qatar Airways Cup or whatever it was called, <laughs> and uh, England. You know, and the the last the time before that, the time before New Zealand played South Africa, didn't yeah. New Zealand embarrass South Africa? No, oh, they, 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 they smashed. Yeah, yeah. They, they smashed it, Sandra. They, they smashed them in the, out of the gun, right? But then the second half was quite close. Yeah, it was a bit, but I think the All Blacks had the game won by first. Yeah, half that that's game. what I mean. So it's, I, I wouldn't that performance of Twickenham. I don't think you can take anything from it because, like I said, every time All Blacks were down a player for like most of the game, and they did a decent job. But also, the uh, another key another key factor is that um, uh, South Africa can beat anyone. Like they, South Africa needs to look. The irony is, is that England took South Africa's playbook: crash up, crash up, kick, crash up, crash up, kick. Mm-hmm. South Africa wasn't even doing that. They, South Africa couldn't even do the two crash ups before the kick. They yeah. would do like kick straight away because they were struggling so much to pass the ball or catch the ball. Yeah. But you, you're like, Savrigan now needs to do to England what, do to New Zealand what England did to South Africa, I think. Um, and our conditions are apparently supposed to be wet. So who knows? Maybe they'll get, mm-hmm. they'll get a bit of luck there. 
And I mm. think they start um Pollard in the final way because I don't think he'll trust Libic to play again. Yeah, I don't know. Start. I mean, Mwanga isn't a great kicker in this tournament. So I don't know if you lose too much by having Lebok because he's not a great kicker either. So if, if South Africa want to play with their back line and compete with the All Blacks with running rugby, maybe you keep Lebok and then have Pollard on to see the game out with the scrums. They, they got there in the end, but South Africa almost like did it around the wrong way. They almost like, they started, you know, playing like a kind of kicking sort of battle and losing. And so they subbed on a better kicker, but then at the end when they needed kind of more, they needed to, eventually they needed to run it. Cause remember they couldn't even win their lineouts either. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I don't know. I felt bad for their running players who got subbed off a little bit. Because they did actually need to run. I mean, they didn't in the end. They ended up using scrum penalties and kick for the corner and a rolling more to score their scrum. But um, it was crazy that South Africa, England didn't generate any try scoring opportunities. South Africa only generated two, really. And they were mm. both kicked to the corner and lineouts. One went, f- fell over and then did a knock on. And the other, they managed to score off in the end. Um, yeah. South Africa subbing on, I've got a note here. South Africa subbing on weirder and weirder dudes. <laughs> like They're like, okay, here comes... Hassad Cock, and you're like, you are <laughs> absolutely taken. The guy looks like, have you seen that guy? He's blonde. He looks yeah. like Mr. Incredible from the yeah. Incredibles movies. He's got a perfectly yeah. chiseled, like, cartoon jaw. He looks like he's come straight from a Nazi party. Yeah. He Then they bring on um, uh, what I would describe as a, a 56-year-old black guy with a receding hairline <laughs> and the physical build of, like, a character from Minecraft. Like, he's literally, like, as wide as he is tall. Yeah, and um, he was fucking good as well. That fifty-six-year-old <laughs> black guy. He was it's that, like they've he was been they've been engineered. Like his scrums are fucking weird, right? And they've engineered yeah. these mutants to be the perfect scrummager. As mm. human beings, they look wrong, but as yeah. as scrum yeah. people, perfect build. And they, uh they just yeah, they fit the uh, jigsaw yeah. puzzle perfectly. So hard. The um, what's his name? Quagga. Is that his name? Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Like who is this dude with the craziest name? Comes on and just fucking fuck shit up all those um subs are amazing for south africa speaking of weird builds here's my new idea there needs to be peter crouch wingers because pretty much every team like south africa plays that style they played in the last world cup final like england does that style a lot i mean i know it was because of the conditions but they do that other times as well hit it up hit it up high ball hit it up hit a box kick whatever south africa um had two wingers who were very good with the ball in hand terrible under the hot high ball short can't catch good well you just need to peter croucher and just get like a lanky the dream winger is like john Kerwin or um usain bolt someone fast and tall yeah. and you just all you do is practice catching the high ball mm. and then just put up high balls and have them you know run and disrupt or or make sure they're they're super strong under the high ball on defense you know it's my yeah, idea they need to find like a uh, link South African link to Israel Falau, then that'd be yeah. he'd be the ideal <laughs> winger. What happened to that guy? What's he up to these days? That was a, that was a no, because wasn't he like in the running? He got cancelled, didn't he? Yeah, he kind of did, but he's. I think one of the Pacific Islands wanted to play him. He was supposed to play for Tonga. Tonga, now yeah, but yeah, then he, he didn't in the end. Didn't mysteriously disappeared. He's still he married the... to Maria Falau. She's retired now. Oh, I'm oh, glad yeah. they're still going hard. Shout yeah. out to Maria, um, Maria Falau, legendary New Zealand netballer. Um, 
yeah, Savica couldn't win their line out. Like, it, mm. they definitely look vulnerable. Maybe it was the terrible conditions. It's interesting you said, Matt, so much about the ball. Where'd you learn all this ball info? I'm quite interested in this this ball chat. Well, I hadn't really noticed A that. long time Speech ago. catches everything. Yeah, and one of the podcasts I, I talked about technology in rugby and how there's zero technology <laughs> in rugby. Yeah. So I've done, I did like a deep dive on, on the ball. Um, and usually they wet with a tester and they claim that like it's um, grippy even in the wettest of conditions. Uh, wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Because like, it's crazy when the hooker is throwing it and it slips out of his hands mm. and goes yeah. fucking miles away. And he did it a couple yeah. of times. But that yeah. female commentator said that they had practice with that. They dunked balls in the yeah. water and practiced the English team. She said that would be the advantages if the South Africans didn't do that at all. Yeah. Like they probably would have done the same thing. It's yeah. like they knew it was going to be a bit yeah, rainy that day. Yeah. I mean, England uh, did, did do pretty well underneath the high ball. Like yeah. they regathered yeah, most they of their... pretty, yeah. And um and good. challenged well as well. Like it didn't take much to throw Ches and Colby and the other dude. Mm, like just yeah, to get right a hand there. in there and just disrupt them. It might be a little bit or oh, I don't know. Will Jordan is, is decent at chasing his kicks, but he's also a little bit clumsy at times. Yeah. Okay. So you don't want to give Will Jordan the impetus to hate Colby's weak under the kick and chase because yeah. that might cause Will Jordan to go in a little bit heavy handed and, and face plant on some dude's face and get sent yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't want to come out too negative. I, I really wrote down the game was a disgrace and really wanted to come in hot with that because I was like, to anyone who's watching it who's not a rugby super fan who hasn't been following the World Cup, mm. I reckon that'd be a very painful game to watch. Like the number of stoppages, the the just the lack of like really going for it. Like um, I actually I actually did find a few numbers um, here if I can draw them up, um, but uh, in the end of the game, um, England completed seventy six passes. 66 passes to South Africa in the whole game. In the um, in, in the Argentina-New Zealand game, not that it was a great game, but it was 214 passes to Argentina, 184. You can't compare one of the greatest um, wars of attrition, the semi-final today, versus the semi-final yesterday. I w- 100% of people would prefer watching the game today, surely. Because that nah. New Zealand-Argentina game was embarrassing. It was For a bad. World okay, Cup let's, game. Let's get to it. Yeah, yeah, you were saying embarrassing. I like that. It's a hot take. What? Why was it embarrassing? Argentina's performance was embarrassing. But are they not just shit? No, I, I think they played themselves well below their own. Um, I mean, you know, like you can't, they're not as good as New Zealand, but they definitely didn't play as, as well as Argentina could have. Yeah. You think, know? Of it, think, think of it this way, though. Well, you got to remember, they're also coached by Chica as well. Like Sanjay, he doesn't have a good reputation, am I right? Checker, uh, nah, here we are with the Wallabies. It wasn't that great. It's um, it, it's one of those things. What, what do you think? Do you think Argentina was embarrassing, Sanj? I don't think they were embarrassing because people expected it was going to... I mean, you always had an outside chance. Maybe they would be in the game, but for most of the part, everyone... But just their fundamentals. Like, how smashed. many knock-ons did they have? Like, just yeah. kind of school rugby kind of um, exhibition. It was horrific. But I think it was more to do, like, even one of the pundits said that it was more to do with the All Blacks putting on the pressure on both like physically and also on the scoreboard. So it was always going to be hard for them. Here's a, here's a, here, here was my takeaway was that the way to think of it is this, this weekend was what should have been quarterfinals. Yeah. 
and last weekend was what should have been semi-finals. So if you reverse those round the other way, I think you would get you would ha- you would have more. It's like yeah, England would have fucking given huge problems to whoever they would have crossed over with, probably France or Ireland, and uh, Argentina would have got smoked in their quarterfinal by New Zealand or South mm-hmm. Africa or something like that. Yeah, but just the way the draw went is that Argentina. You know, they they stumble past Wales, and all of a sudden, you know, they get a lucky yeah. intercept. I think the it's a it's a discredit to the game today because I think that was a worthy semi final. No, 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 it was, but England probably wouldn't have been there if they had crossed over with. Um, I think, yeah, Ireland, I think the you know? draw favoured England because I think England needed that ease into the tournament. Yeah. Because um, yeah, if if England had played South Africa in their pool. It would have yeah. been a very different situation because England, you know, England's running as we saw was horrific, and they yeah. needed that kind of five-game build-up to get to this performance. But I think England, after that performance against Africa, you know, deserved to be deserved to have gotten there based on today's performance. I don't think they deserved to get there, but that once they got there, they lived up to the expectations. Like just scratch, scratch, getting past Fiji by three points or whatever and being like, okay, great, we're in the semifinals. Yeah, but you got to remember a win is a win. It doesn't matter by how much. Yeah, but no they, one, only, no they, only, they only crossed over with Fiji because the draw was like unf- unfairly in their favour and unfairly against <laughs> Ireland and France, you know? But, yeah, um, no, I, I disagree, all- I think. What you you disagree that England got through because of their um, draw? No, I no, I I said that the draw favoured them, and they yeah. needed that build up. But I don't think you can discount their achievement by getting to the. You know, they're one point away. From what is their achievement? The their achievement is you know beating Argentina, who you said were a disgrace. No, the Argentina's performance was a disgrace because they're a much better team than they performed as yesterday. I think they were pretty bad all the way through the World Cup. Um, but uh, I, 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 get I, I think I, they're they're a pretty decent side. I, I get what you're saying though. England beat the teams in front of them, and they did put on a good semi final. And and that game was a better to watch than New Zealand just hammering Argentina. Um, no doubts about it. I'll say this: Argentina, I thought started well. If we just go back to that game, there was definitely 10, 15 minutes because because everyone was predicting Argentina to get hammered. Mm. You, the game definitely started, and you thought, man, Argentina. They're looking all right. Yeah, they, in the All Blacks 22, chance, they have yeah. the ball. Mm-hmm. As Matt said, they just couldn't pass or catch or I mean, do anything did they with go, it when they got down there. Did they get a penalty first? Did they, I didn't even watch. Yeah, first points, 3-0. Yeah. I think the All Blacks in most games against teams that are decent start slow mm. in, in this World Cup. And it, it takes them about 10 minutes to go, uh, okay, we, sh- you know, to warm into it. Like, And previously, All Blacks would start fast and, and finish well. But I think that's their... All Blacks' only weakness at the moment is their starts, their slow starts. Yeah. And I think if, if they can weather that, they, they'll walk to the World Cup final. And my, um, my weakness as an analyst is all I wrote down for this game was Argentina started okay. And, <laughs> then, and then it went bad. And I actually, I actually jinxed him. I said, man, if Argentina can just not concede any more points here just before half time. I think five minutes to go to half time. Yeah, yeah. If Argentina can go into the sheds, I don't know what they were down six or seven or eight. Yeah, it was close. I was like, hey, they're looking good here. They immediately give up a penalty and then I think a converted try. Yeah. And then unfortunately yeah. it was, yeah, it and was then a try straight after half time as well. Yeah. 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 But uh, then... Matt, uh, sorry, Sanj, you, you might you have some notes about All Blacks. You, you're proud they um, won a, a, a semi final? Yeah, I mean, it just proves they can be clinical, like, sometimes they've had the opportunities, but then they screw it up by, I mean, they did get a yellow card in the end. 
which is obligatory to them every yeah. match and, and an unnecessary one. But they did do two things that were villainous in a way, and they could do it because they were so far ahead. And there was the oh yeah the try before halftime where Jennifer just basically stopped before the try line and then he walked it. Yeah. And he did, he did run a little bit just to make the angle a bit more easy, but yeah, it just felt unnecessary. He just walked over the try line to do that. And then... Because the, um, I think Moonga passed him that ball. Eh? Yeah, yeah, he did. And yeah. like, he could have scored that try. Yeah. It was almost like a, here, mate, do you want to try? Do you want a, a semi-final yeah, try? Yeah, and he just walks <laughs> over, yeah. Yeah. In the World Cup semi-final of all things as well. Yeah. And then the other one was after that yellow card, they still had... Oh, so minutes. I hated that. And then they didn't actually bring anyone else on. They just left um, Scott Barrett just to rest for the last four, and they play with 14 men. Yeah. That's just a little bit like crazy. Put someone on. Put someone who hasn't had many minutes on. Mm. Like, just be nice to one of your subs. Yeah. It's just, it was a little bit cringe. I remember it, it burns me a little bit because it reminds me of a time um, when I was playing football and we were losing, like, I don't know, 4 0. And it got to the 60th minute and the opponent started subbing their players off, like doing subs. Um, they took two players off and then the ref's like, oh, who's coming on? And the coach was like, oh, nobody. We're going to play with um, uh, nine men. And it was just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's, real... where's the, re- it's kind of disrespectful. Mm. Oh yeah. It's, it's absolutely um, at like a youth level as well. That's a real dick move. I think it's fine for the All Blacks to do it. At a professional semi-final, but it does level. feel disrespectful to uh, yeah, it's a bit disrespectful. Like to play Argentina, like the game's done. Just bring on someone. To. Put him, put on Christy or you know someone that could Christy just do it. Some yeah, or put someone on who hasn't had many minutes. You know, does um does uh does Argentina deserve any respect though? I think yeah. maybe not. If you make it to every, the semi-final, yeah. you every team should, deserves respect. Yeah. Regardless of no, the Namibia, Namibia, Namibia doesn't deserve respect. Yeah, Namibia definitely doesn't. Georgia deserves very low receipt. I mean, the way fucking um, Samoa played. I mean, I mean, they were pretty poor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was a really good point, though. It, it is. It is like it is kind of a, a dick move. But mm. I mean, I'd be interested. Did they say what their reasons were? Like, were they training or something like that? Like, no, I think they're just trying to practice. Because they always have fourteen men yeah. at one point of the game, so they're just trying to play with one less man and see if the rest of the team how they. Yeah, I, had, I didn't hear that. like that was what the commentator said. Eh? They're like, oh yeah, mm. trying to kind of justify because um, it's Kiwi commentators, so they're like, oh yeah, New Zealand. Uh, they're probably trying to see how they can go with fourteen men because that could happen rather yeah. than going. It's pretty disrespectful, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, uh. And what about the um, last Mawanga? He failed to pass to Will Jordan, and Will Jordan oh, got yeah. the record for yeah. most tries in the World Cup. If he I think it was twice time. in that game, he might have missed like yeah. on a uh, sorry Will Jordan on an opportunity. So mm. what? What? Um, yeah. What? What do but we I, think about that? Like, it's no, quite but exciting. I think it's because we were so far in front. If we, if it was just a narrow like lead, or if we were behind, he definitely would have passed to Will Jordan. Mm. You but think just because so. we're so far in front, he thought I'll take this opportunity to score a try myself. Oh, after passing to Frizzell, he then decided to be generous later on in the game. You reckon? Oh no, he wanted to be greedy. Yeah, he was the opposite. Yeah. Oh, greedy later on the game. Yeah, 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 I mean, this was like the last minute, and he go, "I, uh, everyone else has got to try because of me." So I'm, my, 
And he could have <laughs> if, if he like sprinted a bit faster, I thought, but yeah, he just got caught short and then they turned the ball over and didn't score a try. Um, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty spectacular. Shout out to Will Jordan. He's actually the only player left in the running. I mean, I I think um uh, Saver- yeah, Saverica doesn't actually have any um, super try scorers, but to no. have to have eight tries and be heading for the record in the final, it's like yeah. to get the record in the final would be amazing. Um, well, and he's I mean, like he was saying, it's better to get the win. <laughs> You'd rather have yeah. the win in the final than th- yeah, get the record. Yeah, of course. Who did he pick up his tries against? Oh, he would have got a lot against shit kickers, but he, yeah. did he have a hat trick in yeah, one? No, he got one against, the one against Ireland last week. Yeah. Um, he didn't score sure. against France, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he must have scored a few against Namibia and Uruguay. <laughs> yeah. And but, no, but every, every player who has the record, it's the Rugby World Cup. You yeah. Always yeah, have yeah score, yeah. Dub, well, that's the thing, eh? Because eventually rugby will hopefully become a, a sport where there's more than four teams that are good. And so yeah. that, if Will Jordan can get that record now, it's mm. going to be harder and harder for but teams in the future to But this was the World Cup where it was like more teams were favorites yeah yeah i mean i guess the draw kind uh, i don't know uh, i'm just so down <laughs> yeah i'm sorry man but, um i i will say that um england i mean it doesn't help you to say england looked good i i describe them as the reverse fiji where they like fiji has running and passing and nothing else england had no running and passing but everything else like, yeah, but they, if, I don't know. they dominated South Africa at lineout. Yeah. They dominated South Africa at the breakdown in the first half. They ran out of steam at the end. But, like, their forwards were fucking um, South Africa up for a long while. Yeah, I think you. I don't know. You're, it's kind of a myopic view, guy, because I think England targeted their strategy and they played it. Like, a lot of the England backline want to run with the ball. And there was flashes of that. When Ford came on, they started running the ball at the end. So England do have he it came with on, He came on with three minutes to go. Yeah, and suddenly and they, they start. They changed their game and they made a couple no, of line breaks. because the time wasn't right, was running out. But yeah, yeah. But I'm saying strategically, they changed instantly and started yeah. running rugby. So to say to limit your analyst analysis of England down to they can't do anything but kick, I feel is a little bit myopic and unfair. Because England oh, was, hey, uh, beat South Africa, we have to play like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. And, and I mean, both teams. I mean, South Africa was using the South Africa wasn't running it against um, England either. And I'm not saying I'm not saying they can't do that. I'm just saying that's where they their strength strengths. Are. And I was trying to say that was their their. It was quite impressive to see them, you know, get the medal over South Africa in so many key facets of the game. Mm. Um, it was just yeah, the scrum let them down at the end. But that's such a uh, as you said, black hole lottery um and one other thing do you think owen farrah has is the most punchable looking face in rugby or who, uh, <laughs> who else is there i enjoy his like constant dramatics he's not like a normal rugby player is it he's got like an no. american style of like screaming and yelling and constantly talking and he makes the television experience especially a game like that where mm. there's only fucking 65 what's passes. the um where do you think the hate comes from for for farrell well, it's the constant screaming and yelling. Yeah, and he's just mouthy. That's why. Yeah. He's a wrist. bit like Sexton. He's mouthy yeah. as well, so it's a bit annoying. I think he played like... very well today. He did yeah. play well, yeah. I think as I think the the conversation of you know Ford versus Farrell. I think Farrell is edging it. 
after that oh, performance. Huge, huge fuck up though. Um, where he got was it being Malvi? He got a ten meter thing and Sam yeah. managed to kick yeah. it. Yeah, like in a game that comes down to one penalty, that that yeah. was another huge fuck up. Yeah, but I mean, he got a drop goal, which is what a drop goal yeah, that, that was. was. Great job. Fuck, should we talk about that? Because it's crazy that with when they've got that in your pocket, plus Ford on the bench, that mm. they couldn't get that, and like they couldn't get within South Africa's forty meters to do that again. Because mm. that was that was off a um, that was that play was off a twenty-two meter dropout. They kicked it. They mm. smashed the guy that c- caught it. They then pushed South Africa off, dominated their forwards, pushed them off, got the ball again, and then what they do again? Then then they uh, smashed it up two more times with momentum. And then uh, he kicked an amazing drop goal with so much momentum. It was Ford Ford esque. It was you must have been at that point, Matt, swelling with Johnny Wilkinson level pride. Well, just to to be two scorings uh, ahead of South Africa with yeah. twenty minutes to go. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh fuck. Okay, <laughs> like now now the game begins. Yeah, because South Africa, I don't know. At that point, they have to score a try basically. Yeah, and that that was kind of where the the heart started going and the worry started setting in. And, I think, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it was just so hard to watch that last twenty minutes. Oh no, I think I, I think and and yeah, as everyone said, for sixty five minutes, England was like clearly the yeah, better team, the dominant team. And, yeah. and 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 the reason I thought England was going to win was because, um, they had the lineouts. Like Savica yeah. normally dominates their lineout and kicks their lineout, and they couldn't do that. And so then South Africa was like, well, we can't get the line out. We're going to introduce this new thing called scrum penalties, which I have never heard scrum penalties said so much in my life. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. besides use it. Use it was said a lot in this game. Use it. Mm-hmm. Use it. But scrum penalties. And I just, yeah, I such a cynical way to move up the field is just to call a scrum. Scrum collapses. I know they did have the put the edge on England, but like kick it up the field. It's like, it's definitely not an aesthetic way to play. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd love to get an analysis on what those scrum penalties were at the end there, because I just couldn't work out what England weren't doing or were doing wrong. That South Africa, like, there was a couple of times where maybe um, BOK was blindsided, like he couldn't see. A couple of times, the Springboks uh, props were dropping the knees, and then they'd reset, and then England would do it and get penalised for it. Yeah. And it's from my, I don't know, ignorant understanding of scrums, but I just couldn't figure it out. And I just felt like there's some dark artistry going on. My analysis um, of scrums as an idiot um, who knows nothing is they should just be like, you feed the ball in the scrum and then just try and get it out and then just play Yeah. On. Well, Faf's quite clever with that, eh? Because he feeds it yeah. and then waits. And yeah. then they just wait for the penalty. And it's like... Just wait for the penalty. Even come Fiji, on. Fiji was doing that as well. And that's just, it's just not, it's just not that's not entertaining that's not good sport i feel but yeah anything yeah. within the rules is fair play i think so fair play to south africa for for getting there but i think that what a heartbreaking trouble, way to do it. trouble against the the all black scrum has improved since even the first game now so yeah. i think they can't rely on that if that's what they're gonna try to rely and win the game on so yeah it's gonna be tough for them if they that's what they want to win the game with yeah oh. i wonder how south africa will approach that game because they're going to be, their recovery starts now. Like they're going to be full time. They're going to have to hire physios mm. for every player, I think, to get them match ready. Because yeah. they're going to start that game uh, not as conditioned as New Zealand. New Zealand had a cruisy as fuck game. Yeah. They finished it willy nilly with 14 players. Yeah. They're going to be sharp. It's yeah. going to be hard to see the box um, deal with that, I think. 
They need a mental health coach for Manny Libick, I think. I know, how rough. So, yeah, that was, speaking of disrespectful, um, to sub a player at 30, <laughs> yeah. at 30 minutes, um, it did, it did it, they were good subs. They did, they did pay and off. And he did but, have um, a shocker, like, even the two plays before he got subbed off, he, like, did a real yeah. rubbish, like, up and under, which travelled, like, one metre <laughs> up yeah. the field. And then... I think and he, he got the penalty it. and he kicked it like maybe five meters or ten meters up the field, and that's mm. when. Um, yeah, it was well, rough, we say the coach is Jacques Nini Burke or whatever his name is, but yeah. it's really Rassi who's probably making the changes. So. That was one of my two, two of my favorite coaching moments. Was um, they're like Razzie's on the field, <laughs> Razzie, and then the first half was just down there yeah. <laughs> on the pitch, and uh, in the second half, Razzie was. Um, just yelling at his other coaches. They had six of them there. Yeah. And it was hard to. Um, it, it definitely looked like Razzy was um, in his headset, just like screaming, <laughs> "Sub that fucker off! Yeah. Get him the fuck off the field!" And then the coach, the clerk, or whatever, whatever his fuck his name is, yeah, was like, um, he, "Jackie was like, um, we made the decision to sub those people, and that was the right decision." It was like, "No, no we about Razzy, this. Yeah. Razzy made the decision to sub yeah, those if people." If you're subbing someone off a 42, 43, 44, it's definitely Razzy, isn't it? A sensible is, man. Forty-two is so funny. What's the guy that got the the, the, the starting halfback? His name's like Kronk or something like that. Oh, Robus. Krobus. Uh, Krobus, or is it Krobus? Ryan. <laughs> Cobus Ryan. They're like, Cobus, you're having a terrible game, mate. What's going on? Yeah, we won't and give Cobus you 10 like, minutes. We give this you is half time. Like, you're like, let me in, coach. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll do what we've talked about and I'll come back in the second half. Two minutes in. Get the fuck. <laughs> get him off the fucking field. <laughs> get him off. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then the yeah. fullback, like, Willem say, yeah, get him off at 44 yeah. minutes and put Willie LaRue on. Yeah, bring on these fucking 42 year olds. Um, yeah. They, they must have a massive average age, the Springboks, though. A lot of them yeah. are, like, 30, and Vermeulen's 38. Yeah. It was, It was like, there was not a moment um, I thought England were going to lose. Like, you know, 16 minutes in, I was locked in. I was, mm. I, was really, I was really foolish. No, I just thought they did still have a chance. Like I said, Fiji got within, I mean, tied up the game after being 14 down against England. So I thought, yeah, nine down... South Africa did have a small opportunity to come back, but yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt, when when did you learn that Sir Bobby Charlton had passed, and did you think that was a omen for his ghost was on the field helping the lads? <laughs> uh, just after the game, Sir Bobby Charlton, England's win, like the captain who lifted the World Cup for them. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Legend. I mean, maybe yeah. he was the one preventing another win. Like maybe the curse is broken. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They do seem they England sport just it does seem to have like a bit of bad luck. You're like fuck. There's just one or two plays goes their way. One you, line yeah, out they in get the so close to give everyone hope to then take. I mean, maybe it's our just desserts for colonization. Well, they did. They did have the ultimate like 2019 cricket World Cup final where they didn't actually win, but they won the World Cup. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I um when rug. Oh, sorry, you gonna say something? No, I'm just exhaling. Just still sad. <laughs> I did. I did enjoy watching that game, and it was a hell of a lot better than watching the All Blacks just run, mm. run and tries against Argentina. Um, uh, and, but when I'm trying to explain football to New Zealand rugby fans, they're always like, "Oh, who wants to watch a one 0 or something like that?" That rugby game there, that was a football one 0 Yeah, it was. Yeah, England was going in there, going, "All right, lads, let's just keep it within touch. Just keep it." They're playing Brazil or a team that's you know, expected to beat them, um, France. 
they'll go like, hey, let's keep it nil-nil to fucking 70 minutes. And then the last 20 minutes, anything can happen. We get a penalty. We get a, we sneak a, a fast break goal. We can do it, you know? And that was that game there is England, you know, like they'd done just enough. And at half time, they would have been like, hey, we kicked two or three penalties. We've won the game. This game is ours. And unfortunately, they got one drop goal and only three points in the second half. That literally defined it. And it was, it was riveting. Um, as a as a rugby fan who was like living the scrums by that point, I guess it shows my development over the World Cup that I now I don't mind watching scrums and stuff like that. It was just it was that close, and yeah, one more penalty would have done it. Just couldn't get down there, couldn't get that three. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. to England. I thought Farrell was was well spoken after the game. Um, mm. It must be absolutely devastating for the players to come that close as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he speaks quite well. And I, I think I don't know. Yeah, he does he is a hateable person because of the character he is, but I think he's a decent player. And I think he speaks yeah. well. And I think he's a decent captain. Yeah. I think today he did had yeah. they won that game, I think it would have elevated him to you know, legend of the English game for sure. Oh and yeah. Maybe maybe he is already there. Um he's all he's, he's already there, he's just missing that that silverware, right? Like it's mm. just hard when yeah, just winning a yeah. trophy, unfortunately, in sports defines you so often. But even the coach, like, I think Borthwick, when he came in, he had a, you know, a mess to clean up, and it started poorly, and everyone was kind of against him. But I think yeah. he's done well, you know, over these five games, five six games, to yeah. at least like steer the ship in a positive direction. Yeah, uh, and, and, um, although sorry, Foster's sorry. the same, he's a mess to clean up but he's the one who created yeah he created his own mess yeah (laughs) it's a um it's a it's an old Basel saying write the write the story when the ball is in the air to the journalists it's like a basketball shot is like 50 50 whether it goes in or not a lot of games come down to that one shot it goes in one team wins it misses the other team wins and you gotta you gotta not judge it on that on that last play and it's like england did everything they could have to win this world cup and yeah just a couple of 50 50 balls go their way and it's it's a different result and we're saying razzy is an idiot and savrika are morons and you know like it was just yeah mm. it was because yeah. it had the shades of, of the course. um 2019 semi-final where england bet the all blacks they just outplay them and they did the play south africa for 65 minutes but it was just those last 15 minutes where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come unstuck for England. How tiring must it be as well? Like, I always think of the most like brutal sports to do. And obviously there's endurance sports, marathon running and Tour de France or whatever. But you think of like how hard it is to do the 400 meter sprint, like to sprint one lap of the track is like impossible. 400 meter hurdles to jump and sprint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, rugby is like on another level. Cause like football, you run a lot, basketball, you sprint a lot, but f- rugby, it's a full body Mm, like struggle all the way and just like when those forwards just lose their juice at the end there yeah i think positionally be uh, and depending which what team you're in oh yeah different positions have different um endurance requirements Mm. oh yeah oh a position um if you're the south african 12 or 13 you never you don't do anything i don't know what those guys are on the field (laughs) for because england's not running at them and and they're not running it you know like they the 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 first five is like i'll kick it over these fuckers because they're useless (laughs) Um, yeah, they're constantly fresh, those guys. But yeah, having like you know anyone in that scrum, like there's a reason they bring on the bomb squad because they're absolutely exhausted. And having to, not only are they very very strong and very heavy because of the scrum, but they have to move, they have to run 
up and down the field. Yeah. Um, and when you're in, when you're playing in a game where it's kicking and chasing, I think yeah. that that added to the fact like South Africa started the game tired, and having to chase in the rain just drained them and, and maybe robbed them a little bit of their edge in the forwards for that first sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll probably do a um, a preview podcast mm. to preview the uh, New Zealand versus Africa. I was actually pre-writing my narrative for New Zealand versus England because I was like. This is perfect for the podcast. This is narrative coefficient. It's like we've scripted this in advance. Like it was, it was that close to being that. Um, yeah. Uh, I must say, like as a New Zealand fan, you're right. They would probably be the favourites going into it at the moment on current form. But um, you, no one cannot be afraid of South Africa. Like they can beat anyone from anywhere mm. and can win in a variety of ways. Like they did. They did score twenty nine. I've I've given them shit for their their back play and their running, but they did score twenty nine points against France, who are no. Yeah. Um, they're not weak defensively. So South Africa, like they they've got the um the air of the champion because yeah. they're winning games that maybe they shouldn't have. Yeah. And usually that is the sign of a champion team. Whereas New Zealand yeah. haven't really been tested since the France game. Great, but then the Ireland game, that. yeah, that was like a test that they failed. And yeah. then the island game, and they've they're going to have basically three hard games in this World Cup, separated by weeks of recuperation. Yeah. So you'd put that's why I think All Blacks have to be heavy favourites, but yeah. narratively, South South Africa would be my favourite. So it's going to be a, a clash of of uh, different lines of thinking. I think. Yeah. I'm excited for it, but very sad right now. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I, I'm I'm sorry for you as well. I knew because I watched the game way on delay and did you um, watch it as live or did you skip through because <laughs> there's probably like five minutes of actual rugby yeah yeah no 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 um i actually i actually i was so into the game i really enjoyed it i was actually skipping back because the france the france <laughs> coverage the fucking the the lack of replays is infuriating mm. and i was just yeah. like that that phase of play where england got the drop goal was like perfect for england off when do you see that off a 22 meter meter dropout and just everything the um the tackle the clear out the mm. head up and then the drop goal i was just couldn't even figure out how the halfback found Farrell because he he just wandered he, he actually started first five and he casually walked around to just to into the, the pocket, weak side eh? but yeah, into the, the pocket side, yeah. but yeah there must be a call there must be a shout mm. that they do because you know it's england love drop goals and it was so well concealed because I didn't even, I love drop goals. And I didn't yeah. see him drop into the pocket. And then he just yeah. pulled it out. I was like, go, go. Because it was a monster drop kick. At, at, at the shit. end there, in the wet conditions, when England was doing the Ireland, they're doing the Fiji. It's that thing we know doesn't work, which is just recycling the ball around halfway, hoping for a penalty. Yeah. Did you ever think for your time, fuck it. We are going to knock it on eventually. Tuolangi is going to get the ball. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was racist to me. Vodapola <laughs> is going to get the ball eventually and drop it. Yeah. Um, was it definitely him? I mean, I might have racistly confused it. I don't know. I'm only quite. I think so. That's that's the word on the Reddit street. Fucking hell! But um, part of you goes. There's you, we saw Ireland do it for 37 times and come up with nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Should we just now? We've got two drop kickers on the field. Should we just fucking go for the impossible and just let it rip and at least have a go as opposed to yeah? They're probably well, they, trying they to get closer yeah. as well. Though they couldn't establish that um, that setup. Like South Africa was all over them. I think as soon as um, Pollard got that penalty and they went one point ahead, 77 minutes, it was over. Because South Africa is so good at just seeing the game out in the middle of the park. Yeah. Knowing that the ref is going to penalise the attacking team. 
which probably planet, needs to change, I think, in future. What needs to change? Just oh, the, the bias towards penalizing the attacking team. Yeah. Because I think yeah. holding on is a worse crime than um, being off your feet. I think that's how the law sees the game at the moment. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it should be the other way around. It should yeah. be, it should be, yeah, you're allowed to hold on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, final thoughts, Sanjay? Final ideas? Final feelings? Are you feeling pumped? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> that's Sanjay being pumped. Yeah. No, no, I was wait. just thinking about the bronze final because now it's the, um, oh, the battle of the Falklands, but it's appropriate because the Falklands they were fighting for a shit island now they're gonna fight <laughs> together for a shit medal so it's bronze like... final shouldn't happen man especially in rugby we are like fuck head collisions and mm. the, it's not, uh, not neither team will want to play it the thing it's is because be like initially when the world cup first happened it was only the top three teams that directly qualified so they had a like third oh, and fourth yeah. playoff yeah but now it's 12 teams that directly qualify for every oh, really? world cup <laughs> so yeah it's the you know two the quarterfinalists plus the whoever came third in every pool now yeah and then rest of the teams have to qualify through yeah, qualification but mm. i don't know who won bronze Maybe, in 2019 was the orbacks yeah we yeah. smashed wales in the end because it was the um farewell game for a lot of like like sunny bill williams ryan crotty and yeah. ben smith and all those dudes you know, you can almost bet on um, you can almost bet on Argentina for that game as well because England will be shattered and won't give a fuck about bronze, whereas um, uh, Argentina will be like, have they ever won bronze before? Like, will it be there? <laughs> yeah, they won um, twenty oh seven. Who they, they beat, beat France? Beat France. Well. Could the, beat um, France twice yeah, was saying that he's keen. He's like, hey, look, there's still one more game to go, mm. and we're going to go out there and win the bronze. So that's the thing. England would still play for pride. They don't want to finish fourth. No, but it's so hard just mentally yeah, just and done. physically exhausted to lose yeah. like that. Whereas yeah. because Argentina got absolutely wasted and we were never in the George contest. George to do a replay of what he did oh, I'd love Argentina that. the first time. So he'll be starting and slotting over the field, drop goals <laughs> the entire game. Do yeah. like seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. Amazing, amazing uh, game of rugby. Thank God for that game. Otherwise, we'd just have the New Zealand one to talk about. And that was... That was pretty grim. Uh, okay. Final words, Matt? Final thoughts? Um, I was thinking, like, so um, post-game chat, uh, I think it might have even been Farrell. Like, he, he was, like, you know, proud of the boys. Sorry we couldn't do it. Um, thanks for the support. Um, and then he said um, something that made me cringe, and he said, I'm just proud to be English. Mm. And I don't know why it made me cringe. I think it's because it's kind of – it's almost yeah. like saying it's I'm proud to be white. Like it's got yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. evil connotations, yeah. and I kind yeah, of felt yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sad to think that because it is like it was kind of a a proud display of English kind of tenacity yeah, tonight. Yeah. Um, but it just felt weird to cringe when he said that because it's like it's almost yeah. like you're not allowed to say it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, and it just depends. Like, yeah, the English team is pretty multicultural, although they are we are fucking really pile on Vunipola and uh Tualangi. But um uh it's nationalism in general is just kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But I think right? when people say, Oh, I'm proud to be Kiwi, fine. New Zealand hasn't done any bad shit to anybody historically. Good yes, on you. Well 
Maori people. <laughs> oh no, but the Maoris and yeah, Pakeha play in the team together. Like, yeah, yeah. proud to be Kiwi, good on you. But when you say yeah. proud to be English, I almost went like the woke side of me was like, ooh, ooh. yeah, no, but um, yeah, you I shouldn't be point. feeling that. Yeah, Kiwi, but Kiwi is there can be New Zealand nationalism that is cringe too. Yeah, like um, they used to sell t-shirts to say "Born here." That was pretty cringe. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. Like, there's a difference between saying English and saying um, uh, Kiwi is like Kiwi is different. Kiwi doesn't mean that, you know. Like Kiwi means it's like yeah, it's, like, it's if a you, brand. If he, if he said proud to be a Geordie or something like that, you would be like not cringe at all. Nothing, mm. you know. It's just, it's just well, okay. Would you? English. Yeah. Would you cringe if someone said proud to be a New Zealander? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I think I it's just the historical kind of like things you relate to being English yeah, and English yeah. pride and white pride. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's but true. yeah, I, I am, I was proud of the performance today, and I am proud to be an English person today, even though it's <laughs> fucking hurts. Yeah. Uh, we go again in the in the bronze, and then yeah, we we see what see see what happens again in another four years. Yeah, four and, more and, years. And I, and I, I do think England was, you know, that close and could have easily won that on another day in an alternative universe. And I don't think they would have been easy beats for the All Blacks. I mean, if you're an All Blacks fan, you would have preferred them to play England and South Africa. But um, anything could have, anything could happen in a final and still can, obviously. And they also but, um, represented yeah. the Northern Hemisphere well in the semi as well. Yeah, yeah that's it. Northern Hemisphere is gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, RIP the Northern Hemisphere... Um, We'll be back to do a preview podcast at some at some point. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt, proud Englishman, Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Swing low, sweet chariot. They've got to get another song. England's got so many good so- songs as well. Sing oh, no, it was juice. great. When that started coming along on the 50th minute, oh, it was just bringing me back to 2003. I was like, oh, we're going to do they it. They also sang yeah. it during the um, scrum that ended up getting penalised. I know. Yeah. had scored uh-huh. from it. No, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't want to um, appeal to your woke side again. But isn't that a, a American slave song or something? Yeah, that's a slave song. Yeah, but one. it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but like, think about England. Like, things to be proud of as English is like music is like number one. Is it? Yeah. Sing, yeah. Are you kidding? Spice Girls, Oasis, yeah. um, R- Robbie Williams, Rolling Stones. Who could forget the Rolling? You ever heard of the Rolling Stones? Pretty good. <laughs> Cat Stevens. Is he English? Iron Maiden. Which, yeah, Cat Stevens is. Is he? Yeah. The Clash. Wow. Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> Rena Samoyama. I think is Dizzy Rascal. Do a leaper. Do a leaper. Oh, Dizzy Rascal. Oh yeah, fuck you. He's horrific. But what a album was Boy in the Corner though. Yeah, but eh? what about Do a leaper? She makes up for Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> what about um? No, Billy Eilish is American, eh? Yeah. What about Ed yeah. Sheeran? Yeah, yeah he's. If you guys could, if you guys on the podcast could see Matt's face now, we've cheered him <laughs> right up. What about um? What about Liverpool FC? What about I was going to say Manchester United? We won't talk about them right now. What about um, they won though? Chelsea or something? They won. They they scraped through. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, England's got a lot to be be proud of. Yeah, so you can um, be right. proud to oh, be English. Let me go and cry. <laughs> yeah, Matt's going to go cry. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Time kakitano.